Welcome back to The Sports Life. I got Caden here with me, and I also got the long-awaited first guest on the show. We got Uncle Clint with us. So we're very pumped, we're excited to, to bring three people onto the pod this time. And we are going to talk about the Cubs series. We're gonna talk about the Cubs taking two of three from KC. And then we're gonna do the second half of the show talking about the two fantasy drafts. Uncle Clint had a fantasy draft. Caden had a fantasy draft. We might even throw in some fantasy pointers at the end here and talk about some sleepers. So get ready to go and let's go. So first, the Cubbies took two of three from the Royals. And as I've talked about a lot over the last few pods has been winning these series against bad teams. Um, that if you want to make a push and you want to make the postseason, you can't lose to these types of teams. Again, we'll take two out of three. That's what we needed. We want to win these series, continue to do that. Right now we are in position in the final wild card spot and we're right on the Giants tail. Uh, I think Philly's still up there a little bit. We're only three out uh, behind the Brewers for the division. So there's a lot of baseball left to play. And we think that with the system the Cubs got going right now, they can certainly get there. And we're going to continue to provide these pods after every series. And we're looking forward to keeping you guys updated on that. My takeaways here, um, some of the pros, you got, you got some, uh, some top-line pitching going here with Steele. I mean, Steele's putting together a potential Cy Young season right now. I was taking a look at his numbers, 14-3 and three on the year. He's got a 2.8 ERA, 127 strikeouts. I put him right there. I think the uh, that guy on the Braves, he's he's up there with strikeouts. I think he's 14 and five or something like that. He's there. There's a few other pitchers having good years. Snell's having a pretty good year, not as much in the win losses, but he's he's thrown solid this year. There's a few guys there, but I'm telling you, if Steele makes a push here at the end of the season, if he can get up to 18 games, maybe go 18 and four, sub three ERA. I don't see why not. So it's really exciting to have a guy like that pitching for the Cubbies. Um, one of our best starters who had 15 quality starts this year in Stroman. We haven't seen him in a while, and we're still up there getting it done. So the starting pitching is not even at its full strength, and the Cubs are still doing what they're doing. The other thing is Bellinger probably not going to win an MVP this year with what's going on with Acuna. Acuna's putting together an MVP season in the NL. He is putting together one of those unique years with a combination of speed and power, home runs, stolen bases, average. He's, he's doing it all this year, so he's going to be tough to catch. But Belly, when you watch him and the things he continues to do for the Cubs, sacrifice fly, home runs, everything. He had five RBIs in this series. He continues to stay hot. So we're loving that. And, we're, again, we're loving continuing to stay on top of these. You know, Splitting with the White Sox, didn't love that. Would have liked to take him both there. But taking two out of three from KC, would have loved to see a sweep, but you're not always going to get that. These were, these, were, you know, these were close games, but the system that we have going with the middle relief, I think that it makes Ross look, it makes his job easy, right? If you know that you can get a, if you can get a decent start, and then you know that you can go to Leiter, you can go to Fulmer, you can go to Merriweather, you got Alzalay being pretty consistent at the end of games, closing it down, I think he's up to 18 saves. When you have that type of system, it just makes your job easier, and it makes you look smart, quite frankly. And I think that that is what is going to get the Cubs there. If these guys can continue to give you a strong six, seven, eight, lighters coming in in high leverage spots, he's getting the job done. 
I'm just loving what I'm seeing there. I think that's going to be the key. If those guys continue to do their job, I think the Cubs are going to, at a very minimum, make the wild card and hopefully make a push for the division. We're going to need the Brewers to, to catch a little cold streak here. They're beating good teams, and the Brewers look really good. Uh, for the cons, my takeaways, um, you know, I don't love generating a ton of offense from home runs. I always worry about that. When a team generates too much offense from home runs, I feel like, man, when, that's, when those aren't going out of the park for you, where are your runs coming from? I like to see a little more small ball. I like to see the team generate a little more runs that way. But other than that, I really still, I love what the Cubs are doing. Um, they're, staying, they're winning series. They're doing what they need to do. They're staying in this hunt. There's a lot of teams there with them, and I just like to see them continue pressing. Caden, what are you thinking about the series? I'm going to let Caden give a little bit of his analysis. Uncle Clint's also going to come in and, and talk about uh, how he feels about the Cubbies this year. All right, so I'll just give a little recap uh, for every game. So game one, it was a, a rough loss, you know, could not catch a break. Like you said, like uh, you saw in the uh, ninth inning, Nico with a um, hit, and they got thrown out a second. Half had a good at bat, draw to walk, and then Bally could not get it done. But um, I felt like Talon was not his best, but I still felt like he was good. Um, the defense did not help him. Um, with Wisdom in there and Candelaria with air, the world's capitalized off of that. And when Talon threw, when, when Talon like threw a hanging slider and other pitches, the Royals took advantage of that and scored runs. Um, but the offense just couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, just could uh, not bounce back, and I feel like that was that was basically it. Uh, game two, you know, steel was great, you know. Um, but I feel like the real story was this offense. You know, big-time players do big-time things. Like Cody Ballinger, two home runs. He had a really good day. Um, just a lot of consistent good at bats. Everyone piecing in. Um, Suzuki's like, been looking better. Yeah, yeah. Suzuki. Suzuki's been looking a lot better. He's been uh, much more patient. He's been much more aggressive and showing a lot more uh, patience and power. Um, Steele did a really good job handling runners on base, keeping the Royals off balance. And I know the bullpen was not the best. You know, Merriweather and Fulmer both gave up runs, but Alzheimer did a good job shutting the door. And then game three, um. It was most importantly about the um, home run ball, you know. Well, not most of not. It was part of it, you know. Omaya hit a home run and Suzuki hit a home run. Um, but we did a good job, you know. Royals got to run the first inning. We did, we did a good job in the bottom half of the inning, bouncing back, getting two runs, and then adding on with the home with the home runs by Omaya and Suzuki. Alzali with a rock, little rocky outing, getting the Royals back into the game, but did a good job shutting the door. And um, Kyle Hendricks is one of the best outings I've seen from Kyle Hendricks, um, not just in the second half, but in this year. You know, did a great job mixing up his pitches and did a good job um, really just keeping the Royals off balance and shutting them down. You know, one thing I would add to, to the, the positives of this team is defensively they're really good. And when you look at Dansby Swanson at short, we haven't had a shortstop like this. I mean, people can talk about Javi. Javi was a showtime guy. He'd make some unbelievable plays. He, oh, look at the arm, look at this. But Dansby is a true shortstop. He does everything right. He's always in the right spot. His feet are always perfect. He makes he makes all the plays. And then to have a guy like Horner, who you know can play short, making up all that ground at second, he's got an arm. He can take plays up the middle. I mean, defensively, they're so sound, and they got such flexibility I just love what they're doing there. And, you know, I was thinking about it. 
I'm like, when do they have relief like this that's really doing what they're doing right now? When you think about their championship team, they got Chapman as a rental, and they abused him like a rental, and they needed to. I mean, they needed everything they got out of him. They just didn't have the type of guys in the middle that you can trust. They had good starting pitching. They got Chapman at the trade deadline. They were able to bring him in, and that was a big. That was the big reason that they ended up making that final push. So, Uncle Clint, what do you got for us with regard to kind of what you think about the Cubs so far this year and, and what you saw most recently? Today in particular, since I was actually able to watch the game, I noticed that we did get a good quality start out of Hendricks, but we only ended up with five hits today, which we're going to have to hit a little better than that if we're going to stick around and uh, be competitive. And we only had one walk also. We're going to have to we're going to have to be a little bit more disciplined at the plate, take some more pitches and get on base a little bit more uh, and be a little bit more selective. I, I was impressed with the catcher today, Amaya, with the walk in the fourth inning. It was about a nine pitch at bat. Did a really good job and made the adjustments and then later in the game come up and hit a, a home run off of the same pitcher. Um, we also picked up an arm today. He's going to go down to AAA. We picked up Edwin Uchetta from the Mets. Uh, he may come up later on down the road and give us some help since we lost Stroman. Uh, that that may may help us on out down the road and uh, give give us a little bit more depth in the bullpen uh, later on down the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Cubs are doing they're doing a lot of good things, but like you said, it's going to be so you're not going to win a ton of games with five hits. And you talk about on base percentage. It's one of the things I looked up was that Hap has really changed his game. Hap is still a high strikeout guy, but he's gotten on base a lot more this year with walks. I was glad to see that because I was feeling, I was watching his at-bats, well, I'm going to check his walks this year, and he's up. So um, when you look, I love looking between the guy's average and then his on-base percentage, and I love to see 60 to 100 points there. Um, I remember back in the day with Javi going back to him, you'd always see, you know, you'd see a 270 average and a, you know, 305 on base. I mean, he was just never, uh, he was never getting on base unless he was, you know, smoking the baseball. So um, that you're right, you're absolutely right. We got we to have creative ways to get guys on and continue to get guys across the plate because you're going to need that offense. You're not always going to get, you know, the middle relief's not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to get a quality start. You're going to have to win some 8-6 games, you know, some 9-7 games. So, absolutely. So, here we go. You know, that's it for the Cubs. We're going to keep this one short. We, we did what we needed to do. You face a team like KC, you want to win the series, you'd love to sweep it, you want to stay in the mix. There's a lot of teams there. you got to keep pushing. And we are excited to come back to you guys after the next series. I think, what do we got, Detroit? Yeah. I mean, come on. We got to do the job. And if we come on against Detroit and we don't do the job, you're going to hear us not too happy because, you know, we're talking about a team that almost sold. We were almost sellers. We were almost sellers midseason here. And we said, no, let's hang on. Let's keep this team together and let's see what we can do. And these guys are doing it. And that's the bottom line. Royals were 45 games under 500. Oh, they're all, that's you, what I'm saying. Should, you should, you should, beat, should them. Them you should beat them all three games. I mean, really, realistically, you should beat them all three games. And, and they're not they're even like, they're playing, you know what I mean? They're playing like their farm system. When you're watching the games, you're like, there's guys in the game that you're, who's this guy? This guy's 2-8. and eight with, like, You know I mean? They're just... Like the hometown guy, Nicky Lopez, that we know from 16-inch up. I'm sure he was happy to get shipped to Atlanta from Kansas City because he went from a cellar dweller to a... The best team in baseball, so he's probably like, yeah, I don't want to win the team. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you, that Braves lineup, like when we were able to sneak out a series against the Braves, that's what made me think this team's got a real shot because 
the Braves are loaded. I mean, oh, like, man. watching our pitchers work through their lineups, I'm going, man, we're, we're doing okay here. I can't believe it because they just keep sending guys out there. It is like hitter after hitter after hitter. They know how to work the pitchers. I mean, the Braves are impressive. And that's like that was one of the series that I watched. I'm going, hey, man, this team, this team's legit. Cubs got a shot here. They got, they got a possibility of being the second team out of five guys with 30 homers on it, Braves. Second yeah. team in the history of baseball. Is that right? Yeah. Minnesota, I believe, is uh, 2019, I believe, is the only team that's done it. That's a lot so, of balls leaving the yard. That's a lot of balls leaving the yard. So we're going to jump to fantasy football. So we're switching segments here. Um, just to give a quick quick briefing, I'm not the fantasy football guy. I tend to, to help Caden a little bit with with his team and, and what he's got going on. But Caden did a traditional – he's in a traditional PPR league. Uh, Twelve kids. All the kids were over at the house. They were having a good time. Uh, they did their draft. They, the picks came out. Then they did their draft right away. And it was, it was a fun night. It was a fun night seeing these guys get together, socialize, pick their players – and Caden, let's see. Why don't you bring up your team? Let's talk a little bit about your draft. And then Uncle Clint did a uh, an auction draft, right? He did an auction draft. He's going to talk a little bit about that, what his strategies, what he came up with, without giving up too much. It's early in the season, and true fantasy guys don't like to give up all their secrets. But the draft is usually in part where they can deliver on some of their tricks and and strategies like that they like to put in place. So, Kane, give us the rundown on maybe who you went with and then what your thoughts were behind that, what pick you had, and, and who you picked up in those spots. All right, so on a 12-man league, I had uh, the fourth pick. And some people were telling me – so I picked Nick Chubb with my first pick, and some people were telling me that was a little too early. But looking at the first round, I mean, who else am I going to go with? The first three were uh, Jefferson, Eckler, McCaffrey. I mean, I'm not a big wide receiver guy in the first round. And the next running back that's prop next best is Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, um, Tony Pollard. So I, I just feel like Nick Chubb, especially with Kareem Hunt getting traded, um, you know, that's going to be I, I feel like he's going to really have a standout year. Um, and then I had Mixon. So my, I feel like my running back um, board is really good. You know, Chubb, Mixon. Um, I feel like Mixon, he went with the 21st pick. I was really surprised. And then I had Miles Sanders in my flex. He's a guy that I feel like with the Panthers, with Bryce Young, I'm not really sure how, you know, if Bryce Young's going to want to throw a lot. If he does not, Miles Sanders, um, he didn't have a lot of, you know, success. In, well, he had success in Philadelphia, but Hurts wanted to run a lot. And I feel like he can stand out in Carolina. Then I had Brian Robertson from the Commanders and Aguilar from the Falcons. So I feel like I have a good running back class. My wide receivers are Garrett Wilson, who I feel like he's going to have a standout year because of Aaron Rodgers. DeAndre Hopkins, people want to think he's going you know, to have a down year because he's uh, playing with Tannehill and you know, he's getting older. And I, have, um, but I feel like he's still going to have a good year. George Pickens, I feel like, I mean, he just looks like an absolute stud. I mean, when I see him in practice, I feel like he's a, such a big athletic guy. I feel like he's really going to have a good year. And uh, Michael Gallup, I feel like he's going to have a solid year, a good backup guy for me. So I feel like I have a good, solid team. Um, just hopefully I can get some, you know, hopefully I can win it this year. I, I like I like your picks. I mean, I, I would say one of the things with the running backs right now is so tricky. You want to try to find those backs that are going to be workhorses, guys that are going to catch balls out of the backfield, guys that are going to be three down backs and out there all the time. And that's what I like about your top guys. Mixon, P. Ryan's gone behind him. You got Chubb with Hunt gone behind him. 
I mean, I don't. I mean, they're obviously going to have second string backs in there, but I don't think that they're going to be as quality as those guys. I think that if they stay healthy, you got a really solid core there, and I love that pickup of Sanders. I'm always a Mixon fan. You don't have to mix him. Mixon's a workhorse. He doesn't get hurt much. He uh, he's not your traditional fantasy guy because he doesn't catch a ton of balls, but he's just exciting to watch. And I am glad you're able to pick him up. And then like I said, Sanders in Carolina that could be a little sleeper pick. Yeah, he could be a guy to get it done for you. You, you, you know, you got a very solid solid squad. I, I'm a guy. I've been playing fantasy for since the mid '90s, and I'm also a running back, running back guy. I, I live by the sword. I die by the sword. I do have a couple rules. I typically don't draft rookies early, um, and I typically don't draft guys that are injury prone. So McCaffrey and guys like that are typically never on my team, and sometimes I lose because I don't take them. But uh, I I don't want to risk a first round pick on a guy that might play one game and he's done for the season. I just and like this, but John Robinson, for example, he may go off the charts this year, but I can't risk my fantasy season on a guy that's never touched a football. So he, he has to prove to me his worth before I draft a guy like that. And I don't waste high picks on wide receivers because you can pick up a number two wide receiver like a George Pickens or a Chris Olave or a guy like that in the later rounds all day long. And if you ain't got a hammer for a running back, you ain't going to win. I mean, yeah, and they're an injury away from being a number one, too. And, and, I mean, these guys are and they're typically only about six or eight bell cow giving the ball all the time running backs in the league. You got your Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, your Austin Eckler, uh, Damian Pierce, your Miles Sanders, you guys like that. They're, they're very few and, and far between. And those guys, like another guy that I like as, as a sleeper this year that I think is going to be a goal line guy, uh, my Jamal Williams of this year is David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is a double-digit touchdown guy. I think he steals the, the goal line carries from Jameer Gibbs of the Lions, and he pumps in probably 900 to 1,000 yards and plucks double-digit touchdowns. If you can have a guy like that in your flex position, you're probably going to win in, in a fantasy league. For sure, for sure. Uh, Why don't you talk a little bit about what kind of draft that, that you did this I, year? I did a, a auction draft for the for the first time uh, that I've ever done one in all the years I played. You get a $200 uh, budget, basically, and you can buy any player you want. And you can build your team that way. So basically, if I want Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry, I can have both of them. But then I have to peel back on what else I'm doing. And I, I try to keep my running back budget at half, 50% of, 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 the 200. of the 200. But in this league, in this particular league, these good running backs were just coming to me. Uncle <laughs> Clint thinks he's loaded. And, and the price was there. I mean, when you've got, when you've got, Chubb, Eckler, Henry, and Rashad White, you're probably gonna bring home championship number nineteen. And these guys these guys are gonna be these guys are gonna be hurting. I mean I, I still got Kurt Cousins as my wide receiver. Uh Kurt Cousins I mean, as my quarterback as my quarterback. And then I picked up uh, Christian Kirk. He's a dynamite wide receiver for Jacksonville. I got Deon, Deontay Jackson and Dallas Godert. And then 
my super sleeper, and I have to thank Pep for this guy because uh oh, Pep did tell me about him. Get ready, Pep. gonna be on the show someday. Pep, Pep, did, Pep did tell me. Do your research. Get on. Get on YouTube. Pull up Tank Dell Jr. and read about the guy. Pep told me he'll have him drafted in all his leagues. He's gonna have him on his team. So I did spend a dollar and I did pick up Tank Dell and I did put him in my wide receiver slot. For one dollar, we got Tank Dell 5'8", 165, and he's coming. We think he's gonna have a big year. Tell us about uh, Steve Smith and what he thought about um, Tank Dell. Steve Smith has a YouTube video where he basically says that Tank Dell is the best route runner that he's ever seen. And remember now, Steve Smith's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, guy, probably a Hall of Famer. And in 2017, Steve Smith said Cooper Cup was the best wide receiver in the draft. And he wasn't too far off on that. So he has predicted that Tank Dell is the best wide receiver in this draft this year. Uh, and it also picked in the third round like Cooper Cup was. So that is a super sleeper for you. I do worry about his size a little bit. He's a real, real small guy, but he's got a lot of speed and he finds ways to get open. There's videos on the internet of him if you if you watch. Uh, and if, if Stroud can get him the ball, uh, I look for him to have maybe a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. I'll take that for a dollar any day of the week. Oh, heck yeah, if you can get him there. I mean, you get him in, you, also you get him in with these NFL trainers. Speed, size, strength, you know, they'll get him there. They'll get him up, they'll get, you know, they'll get him up to 185, he, he, 190. He led, the, he led the nation in Division One in receptions the last two years and nobody ever even heard it again. Well, that's pretty cool. That's, pretty, that's why you guys are listening to the show, listening to our fantasy edition so you can pick up these sleepers. A couple of things Caden didn't mention. I think he was going just down his list. And then he's also got uh, Trevor Lawrence as his QB, which I, I, I like Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence can do a lot, and Lawrence can do a lot with his legs too. And then you didn't mention Pitts. I like Pitts. Pitts, I, yes. Pitts, is, Pitts is his tight end. That's your, You only got one tight end, right? I got two. I got Juwan Johnson. Okay, but Pitts is, I mean, if Pitts has somebody to get him the ball, he's special. And I like what he can do. So yeah. I thought you rounded it off well. Yeah, here's another guy I don't like, but for fantasy football, he's a he's a scoring machine. I don't like him, but I'm gonna probably end up getting him in some of these auction drafts. Here is uh, Justin Fields. The guy's a monster, putting up numbers in fantasy football. I, I don't like the guy, but he's a he's a fantasy machine, and for half the price of Mahomes and Hurts, uh, he's gonna put up some pretty pretty good numbers. And I'm also gonna take a shot in one of my leagues at the Colts rookie. I'm probably gonna start him the whole season and leave him as my main quarterback and roll, Interesting. The, roll, Interesting. roll, roll the dice because I'm a guy that, that believes that you don't have to have quarterbacks to win this thing. If you got two or three running backs, you can, you can take the lead down. And he's your typical uh, pessimistic um, <laughs> pessimistic Chicago fan where we don't think that we are capable of, of putting a good quarterback on I, 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 also, I also won a fantasy championship with Jay Cutler and I also won a fantasy championship sitting a quarterback. I didn't even play him at all and I still beat the guy. So I mean, so when you said championship 19, that means you've won 18 I've won fantasy 18, leagues? I've won 18 fantasy leagues over the course of playing. Wow, that's so pretty this cool. Will be, this will be, if, if I can pull one down this year, it'll be my 19th. My 19th championship. I've been playing since 97. Oh, nice. So I've been playing a long, long time. 
That's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad we got to do our first fantasy edition here. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, or you pretty much got all your major your major points out there? We'll, we'll keep a couple more sleepers for next time, but uh, I hope Caden's buddies ain't listening and scoop this guy up because <laughs> he's going to put some points on the board. That sounds good. That sounds good. We're going to save our youth sports update. We did have a football scrimmage and a, a fall league game, but we're, we'll hold those updates till the next one. Uh, remember to like us, follow us, Spotify, Apple, wherever you guys get your pods. Uh, we're looking to build this following, and we hope you guys enjoy listening to us. Thanks so much, and we will see you on the next one. Clint, Uncle Clint, Caden, good job today. Have a good day. Bye-bye.